And welcome back to guys to the episode of Geeks and Terrians. It's me, your boy, La. It's me, Joe. And we're here to talk about um, something that came up in our last episode. If you watched our uh, Matrix review, um, which we talked about the use of nostalgia in in media. And essentially, that, that gave me to the realization, man, that could be a really interesting topic to have. And I would like to have more people on. But uh, really, I think the, since the conversation started with movies, I think the best person to talk to about movies, because that's where you see it most often. It, with nostalgia is in films, especially with like, like we mentioned, Star Wars, uh, Creed, um, even Spider Man, and this Matrix one, even to to an extent. And like, that's when I'm like, okay, let's bring in the movie guy because I feel like that's where most of the people who feel a little disdain for the use of nostalgia is right now. And you, Joy, you as the film guy, um, you 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 kind of know more about this than I. I mean, yeah, it's it's sort of an. It's kind of a trend. Uh, yeah, and we're not the first ones to talk about this. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's been it's, like it's. It's. I feel like it's been sort of a thing for like, at least since uh, Force Awakens. I mean, I think that's when people started to really sort of like clue on in onto it. But like, uh, just the idea of, you know, it's sort of like, debating. Yeah, 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 and like you know, uh, uh, Hollywood being sort of out of ideas is a lot of people like to say because it's like, oh, it's all just sequels and reboots and remakes and all and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and you could sort of tie that into like nostalgia because it's like hey i mean it worked 10 years ago yeah people people remember this it'll make money uh yeah and you know that's sort of uh i guess sort of that whole I guess a monetary reason why there's a lot of like Mm -hmm. i guess nostalgia baiting i guess if you would call it Mm -hmm. In recent years, because yeah, you know, uh, people who grew up in the '80s and stuff, uh, you know, making something from their childhood, you know, that's gonna get butts into seats. I mean, uh, that's why they did like those live-action uh, GI Joe movies, where they made like a li- another live-action uh, Ninja Turtles movie and stuff, you know. Because a part of that is sort of just like, hey, uh, this is a brand, and we could maybe get and the kids who grew up on this are now adults with their own families and stuff. So hey, maybe we can get in this funny. And it helps that G- we'll use G.I. Joe and T- uh, Ninja Turtles as an example, um, because they're still doing stuff with those char- those properties to this day. Even though it doesn't have to be film wise; it's always been cartoons like. You and I grew up with like two to maybe three iterations of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on TV. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, you know, uh, yeah, just seeing the I guess I I don't remember seeing watching the live action Turtles movie that uh, that was not yeah. directed by Michael but produced I believe the second one was yes. Um, uh, you know, it was a it was a whole thing uh, at the time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's 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 one of those things where I I really um, I really understand why people don't like it because it's just it's it's so like real easy to to use. It's just really easily to manipulate us and like oh you remember that from your childhood and stuff. Remember how those the times were? And granted, I think it's just natural for us to be nostalgic because like. Like ten over, it's been now like what ten years since Shrek came out, and goddamn, are people nostalgic for Shrek? I mean, twenty years. The first Shrek movie came out in two thousand one, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's like twenty years ago. That's that a lot of people, a lot of for a lot of people of our demographic, uh, Shrek is their childhood and stuff. Yeah, there's and, a there's a reason <clears throat> why we all remember the. Somebody once told me the world was. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna sing the whole thing because I don't have a singing voice. <laughs> I mean, also, I don't. I mean, I don't know how copyright works anymore. Yeah. I don't know if singing a song can get us copyright struck, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> as much as like there's that whole meme about Smash Mouth being like, we're not just f- known for making songs for Trek guys, and it's like, yeah, but like you did a lot of it though. <laughs> you only had the one song, but it's like the one we all know you for. It's like we're not a one-hit wonder. For Shrek, and it's like I mean, kind of are though. I'm just for uh, our gen- for our gen- demographic, you are. Yeah, but I'm sorry, I mean, Smash yeah, Mouth. I'm not sorry. I don't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Jesus, uh, go first. What? Throw one, don't no, you? I don't. I don't get. I don't know who they are. I don't care. 
but yeah, no, it's. I only know them for that one song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And maybe like, yeah, yeah maybe right. one or two. Yeah, but uh, you know, there's the whole talks. I think I remember hearing of either. Uh, them making either another Shrek movie, Shrek Five, or hell, just like rebooting the series, which is oh, just oh god, please don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of it would be kind of weird uh, for for something like that to happen. But regardless, you know, it's well, just... like just talking about Shrek in general. Like that, that can't that was like a special kind of movie because it was basically a big uh, middle finger to Disney, especially for the the first one. I mean. Yeah, like if you look into like the behind the scenes for Shrek and like the whole in whole in DreamWorks itself, yeah, you can kind of you get you get that feel and vibe that they're just making fun of like Disney and stuff. And uh, I mean, I guess you, I mean, it's always I guess topical to make fun of Disney because they're always such a big media influence. Mm -hmm. But it probably won't have as much of an impact as it did back. In like mm. you know the early aughts because you know Disney, you know it's it's it was Disney sort of like had like the brand of being like what like Disney princess movies you know yeah you know all that stuff. Now they're just a huge ass empire. I mean yeah, there's a lot of things you could do with Disney, I guess in critique, but like it 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 it, it is a. Uh, they're not just known for the princessy stuff now. Yeah, you can't like. I don't know. It's like it would be hard to like pull off uh, Shrek stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Shrek's level of uh, humor, of critique on Disney. Yeah. Especially since I feel like Disney and DreamWorks don't have much of a, you know, a hostile relationship. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow necessarily any sort of that sort of drama. If there even is any more drama between them anymore. Uh, but uh, speaking of Disney and princess movies, I mean... Oh, no, yeah, they're going hard with those live-action ones. The, the live-action remakes, which, I mean, it's the same thing, right? It's... They remake... the, the They do live-action remakes of these old Disney uh, films from the, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. You know, the Disney Renaissance films mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, and other movies. To like, you know, because Disney knows, like, hey, you know, people grew up with Disney films, and if we make a new, like, remake or version of that film, then clearly those people that grew up on those films who are now adults who have their own families are going to take their kids to watch this, and, you know, it's it's a never-ending cycle. (laughs) Uh, The only issue is that a lot of the times, uh, you know, a good chunk of the live-action remakes don't really... You know, they're not really that, uh, they don't do much to change what the movie is. They don't really, um, they don't really focus on what made it so good and how they can, like, add on to it, but rather they just, like, try to find the thing that people didn't like and just try to make that bit better, but it feels kind of forced. Yeah, I think one of the <laughs> clear examples is like Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. and they sort of lean into hard about making Belle a more more feminist than she already was in the first movie. Because to be fair, she was already pretty feminist in in the first movie. You know. Yeah, that was very distracting. Even when I was watching that movie, it's like, why are you teaching these little girls how to read? I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, it's like. Uh, okay, this is, like, a little weird. No one cared that Belle was, like, instead of, like, just being a regular girl in the, in the village, she's just like, I like to read books and stuff, and it's like, that's weird. Yeah, that was just the whole point of that, of that moment. It, like, the whole thing about <clears throat> the, the intro to Belle's song, the, 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 the song, was basically like, Belle's weird. Yeah. She likes to read. And she wants adventure in the great wide unknown or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, like, she, like, she just can't be a normal girl. And it's just, it, it's, it's not, that didn't make her, like, yeah, there's some feminist undertones and I'm, you know, thankful for that. But it's like, it wasn't as, like, <clears throat> as, it, as it is in the, in the live action movie. Even in, even with the Beast himself, like... They try to make him not as mean. Uh, yeah, like 
I think they try to lean into, uh, I guess there's a common critique I would put in air quotes, because it's not really a critique, it's more yeah. of a joke. That's like, oh, Bill has Stockholm Syndrome, but for the Beast, and that's why she falls in love with him. And it's like, you don't, I, I, you, you use the word Stockholm Syndrome, but I don't think you know what that means. <laughs> because, you know, it's clearly just like people misremembering, like, Bill chooses... To stay, to stay with the beast, because you know he's gonna he's gonna kill her dad. That's the choice. Oh. The the beast doesn't kidnap her. Yeah, you know, in order for Bill's dad to be free, he's mm-hmm. like, I'll trade myself for you. And you know, it's clearly not Stockholm syndrome because, not to get into the whole, you know, origins of Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah, it's more of like a weird like hostage situation kind of thing over the course of like weeks. But she's not really a hostage. No, because at a certain point, she just straight up just, like, leaves at one point. Because she's like, I can't handle being here anymore. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. He doesn't, like, that's not what a Stockholm... That's not what someone suffering from Stockholm Syndrome would do. Mm-hmm. They would be, you know... I don't know. It's just... It, 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 it's, and she comes back of her own choice. Yeah, like, it's clearly, like, a joke. But people on the internet took it a bit to be like, Oh, this is, like, clearly a critique. Disney supporting Stockholm Syndrome or whatever. And it's like, Disney... A bit, you know, it's like... You yeah. don't want to ruffle any feathers. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I guess a lot of the Disney uh, live-action films have these sort of weird problems. Uh, friggin' uh, Aladdin. Oh, yeah, that was a weird moment, too. Where, like... Which it was weird, because, like, for the most part, I was like, you know, most of this is just fine. And then there's, then there's moments where I'm like, this feels weird. Yeah, where, like, Jasmine's whole thing is more about i want to be the sultan now and it's like okay well we knew you wanted to be a sultan i mean it's it's more like because the whole thing with jasmine in in the original is that she doesn't like she doesn't want to get married off right she doesn't care about that stuff you know she she doesn't like that people specifically men (laughs) you know her father jafar and you know all these people Mm -hmm. are trying to decide her fate it's like no i just want to I want to be me. I want to fall in love with the person I fall in love with. No arranged marriage bullshit here. I just don't want any of that. Yeah. And then, I guess, Disney to be, again, to be more feminist because... Which is, let's just say this is not the whole point of the... Of this the, is not the whole point of the thing. It's more of just how, when you look, because a lot of the critiques of the old Disney films is that, like, it are from, you know, feminists being like, this isn't feminist enough or whatever, you know? Or people who think that it's not feminist enough. Yeah, you know, and it's just sort of like, because that's sort of the critique. It's like, mm-hmm. these are films featuring girls and, you know, and, 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 the and re- Disney makes money off of, like, little girls. And it's like, you know... nostalgia. It's nostalgia, right? Yeah, that's what you guys want. And it's like, not that, like, we're saying this is all bad or anything, but it's just more like... Kind of like with just the, the whole idea of nostalgia, it feels very corporate. Yeah, like, it's not, they're not doing these things to be, like, you know, actually trying to do something different. It's more like, let's just add one change so that people can see that it's different, and then we can make more money. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is for Disney, you know? Yeah. And, it, the, and obviously, you know, it's hard not to blame Disney because they have the rights to everything that is... Our nostalgia, <laughs> like like Aladdin and all that stuff you just mentioned, like Star Wars nowadays. I mean, and, yeah, they do own Star Wars, yeah, and like because the movies specifically, movie wise, and you can kind of argue um, some of the TV shows and the comics, but they rely heavily on specifically the movies on nostalgia, especially that first movie. Yeah, The Force Awakens, yes, mm. which is, I mean, obviously the, the common critique is it's just. Uh, a uh, new hope again, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, the rebels are now the uh, resistance. resistance. The empire is now the uh, the first order. Yeah, you know this and that, uh, all that sort of jazz, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it is kind of. Uh, I think w- half of the reasons why, like the the sequel trilogy, has that this weird nostalgia stuff going on. It's just simply because at the time of when it came out, uh, you know, it was still pretty on brand to just dunk on the prequels because it's like the prequels suck. 
We want things to be like the old trilogy. And then JJ was like, exactly. That's why I'm giving you Force Awakens. Like, no, this is too much like the old one. This is just a remake. Yeah, no, like a lot of people say, like, man, they had no plans. I mean, of course they didn't have any plans, but the con, but they kept going as as is with all that story and like all of our, all the you know the ship bashing that we gave the the not only the prequels but also as the sequels were coming along, kind of kind of like formed that sort of the way those that sequel trilogy came out to be. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it does feel like. Especially with uh, the last Skywalker, it feels like Last Jedi, Last Rise of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. My bad. Uh, uh, yeah. Listen, they're all they're all the same to me. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, it was yeah. The, the Rise of Skywalker definitely leans into like trying to correct everything that people, the fans, thought were wrong about mm-hmm. last two films, specifically the Last Jedi, because. A lot of people were like, "The Last Jedi just screwed up all the fucking plot threads of the first movie and ruined so, every character." So where do we go now? And it's like JJ comes back, and you know, I was like, "Don't worry, guys, Papa JJ's here. I'm gonna fix everything." And then he didn't, because Papa JJ ain't that good of a papa. Yeah, no, he 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 was too fueled on the mystery box highs. You know, he like I swear, I feel like with JJ Abrams and mystery boxes, his whole friggin' philosophy about that i think he just gets high off of that <laughs> jesus okay well i'm just saying like, you're just saying man you're just saying yeah it's just seems he, it's not like jj abrams is gonna listen to this yeah uh but but yeah you know it's uh then he was like no it turns out that raise a palpatine and uh uh which like i, I don't even i remember when when that movie came out uh force awakens it was like man there's a lot of conversations about who could she be related to and i'm like it has to be like a Kenobi, because like I like the idea that those that that there's a tie between those families, mm-hmm. the Skywalkers and the Kenobis, yeah, like it all started with their grandfathers. And yada, yada, yada. But anyways, um, and to continue on to the fact of the yeah, nostalgia, is just that, that movie is just so nostalgia made of uh, the original one. I mean, the average, I mean, The Force Awakens. But it and and what I argue oftentimes that it's kind of like a fine balance of nostalgia, because mm-hmm. like. It it tells its own story. You, you just follow certain plot beats that are just feel very you know reminiscent of a new hope, mm-hmm. and that's not entirely a bad thing because it's not like oh hey remember this or hey remember that. It's more like oh yeah remember this okay yeah good we're, we're just good good thing you remember that because we're we're using that for a reason, mm-hmm. and like yeah and a lot of it is because Star Wars is basically you know the idea of the hero's journey mm-hmm. so of course you're going to be having like sort of similar plot threads you know you you lost obi-wan and you lost han and honestly if you were surprised that han was gonna die uh i don't know what to tell you because harrison ford really hated making those movies i mean i'm pretty sure he was legit like i'm only coming back if you kill me oh, that's all you know that's you know yeah harrison ford wanted han to die in uh, empire strikes back that's why the whole carbonite thing is left sort of vague as that will he live will he die that sort of thing so that way if harrison ford decided i'll come back whatever i don't care mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, but yeah it's uh but like 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 i say this the nostalgia thing is probably one of the things that that, that movie's kind of like always been critical of or being criticized of because like Man, you just rely too much on it. Even in, like, as much as it tried to subvert our expectations in The Last Jedi, man, you, you, it was just basically, it felt like Empire Strikes Back at the time. I mean, yeah, considering the, uh, the new, the First Order in the movie is definitely sort of, uh, like, yeah, it, it, they're put in a very similar situation as, uh, Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. you know? Empire's on the offensive, getting, wrecking, uh, the rebels and, and you know in last jedi it's the first order just pounding down and uh doing everything it can to crush the the resistance and stuff uh yeah it's uh it's a uh, you know they are similar tones and i know that uh there is like a debate of um like in, in people i remember at the time people were like maybe in like 
20 years or 10 years down the line, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, The Last Jedi was good because it's our Empire Strikes Back because, you know, uh, the original Empire Strikes Back was panned heavily. Was panned or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but there's I think there's a difference because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the idea of uh, Empire Strikes Back sort of grew over time. And it wasn't. I don't, I don't, it didn't take as long for people to be like, "No, this is a good movie," you know. Mm-hmm. And with Last Jedi, it's like I feel like still to this day there are some segments of the internet that are just like, "Fuck the Last Jedi," and other segments be like, "No, the Last Jedi is like the greatest of the sequels." And I think a majority of people are just like, "Eh, eh it was. It, it was, was something. Uh, it was all right, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could have been better. Could have been way better. <laughs> yeah." I mean, like, it's 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 one of those things where... And let, let's move on to, like, more positive outlooks of, of nostalgia use. Because, like, I don't want people to think, just because it's nostalgic, it's a bad... Like, no, there's movies that use nostalgia in, like, a really good way. And in, in, in our Matrix review, we talked about, you know, um, Creed and um, Planet of the Apes. And, like, I'm, I'm one to say the first Creed is probably one of my favorite Rocky movies. It's, like... Easily somewhere between one and two. Mm-hmm. And that's because one, it's its own original story. But once you look at the of the beats of the movie, it's basically Rocky 1. I mean, yeah, it even has uh, Rocky 1's ending and everything where uh, Rocky doesn't win. And in similar fashion, uh, Adonis doesn't win. Mm-hmm. But he, he gets the respect of his opponent, mm-hmm. you know. Like, he showed that he could go the distance, right? Mm-hmm. That is, it wasn't just a fluke. Yeah, like, this guy is legit. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and like, just like in the movie, man, my man, he jumps quick into pro fights. It was, like, just kind of like that. Because, I mean, he had some bar, some, like, you know, small-time fights. He had one big, you know, kind of professional fight. And then he was like, all right, pay-per-view moment, let's go. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, that's just... Uh... The logic of film. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, you can't expect uh, people to uh, understand the logics of uh, this, the, or the, uh, the commitment. I, I wouldn't say commitment, but more sort of the, uh, not statistics. Um, the back, the behind the scenes of what, what goes into uh, professional boxing and stuff. You know, and rising through the ranks and yeah. stuff. No one cares to watch that. You want to see the big fights and be done with it. Yeah, you do. This and is why boxing, you know, is on the downward trend. All right, all right. <laughs> no, but um, like the thing I've always, you know, really liked about uh, Creed is that one, it's nostalgic as hell, but it's in a good way where like you remember why you loved the first Rocky movie, being as being told from a different perspective with a different kind of outlook on that life. Like, take the ending of Creed, right? Mm-hmm. In the ending of at the end of the movie, Adonis and Rocky are climbing up the the Philadelphia those the steps uh, in Philadelphia. You know the iconic steps, mm-hmm. the one that we all know. Like Rocky, whenever he's running, he's running, and he goes up to those steps, and he's like, "Yes," you know, because in the in the, the it was like a sort a form of like a triumph. Like, I will go. I can go the distance. I made it, and all that good stuff. Here, it's different. It means it's still that, but it's told in a totally different meaning. It's more like, you know, them being able to... They, they went a distance. Rocky's going to be cancer and something else, you know? Because, like, it's it's Rocky. He, Rocky's struggling to get up, but he makes it up. And he's like... You know, he gives that line, like, what do you see? Like, uh, like good things, man. Like... Yep, it's, not, no, it's always going to be good things. You know, this is that, that sort of touching moment. And it still tells you the same idea that it did in the original Rocky movie, but from a totally different viewpoint. Uh-huh. And it's like, you remember why you love <laughs> the Rocky movies. Heck, when you first saw Rocky, because you saw it at a different time than I did, yeah. Creed. And the moment where they start playing the the Rocky thing, the, dun, I'm singing a lot of songs today. The you were like yeah all right Adonis let's go you got I got your I'm rooting for you now yeah yeah because it it happens like right at the end of the fight right you know yeah they didn't ever use the score at all yeah you know it, it, they just play that one bit of the music you know of the Rocky theme and it's just like 
let's go. Yeah, because it's it's like now you're with this guy. It means something, mm-hmm. and like that's why that's why I'm saying like the use of nostalgia isn't really that bad. It's just how you use it, and if you use it by, and it's be, I guess he's being used by someone who loves the that series and understands what it means and can give you like a totally different you know perspective of that story yeah because that's what like ryan coogler was about like he's like rocky is one of my favorite movies and like i always wanted to do this kind of story mm-hmm. and it it's a good really good story and then you know we also talked about you know the plan of the eight movies it was a uh, was it rise rise dawn and uh was it war no yeah no it was war War for Planet. I don't know what you're like his battle was uh from the original series. The original series, yeah, yeah, but because like I'm a big, you know, I wouldn't say the biggest, but I really enjoy the Planet of the Apes films. I remember catching them one time on whatever like channel they were on. They were showing all of them, and I had free time. I was like, all right, I'm gonna sit down and watch all of them. And I'm like, wow, these movies are awesome and stuff. And so I kind of like really. You know, fell in love with them. Yeah, it was war. Um, and watching, like, I remember watching the first one. I was like, man, there's, like, so many Easter eggs and references. But this is a totally, you know... Well, not new story, because, like, there is a... You know, Caesar... The idea of, like, a character like Caesar isn't new to the series. There's other... There's a, there's another Caesar um, from the original movies that was in... Um, Let's see, there was the original Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Um, Conquest, or was it Battle? I can't remember. Because there was another one. But uh, I'll, I'll let you take over while I look that up. I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I do agree with the Planet of the Apes movie. They do, like... They essentially are kind of, like... Sem- like it like it's like semi reboot but also semi remakes of like those specifically uh later generations of the Planet of the Apes movies because they m- focus more on like how humanity fell and the apes were able to rise and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh you know it it sort of takes that trend like you know like because like uh you probably there probably won't ever be a like I guess any future movies with the with the with the rise of the Planet of the Apes series, yeah, because it was more focused on like you know how, how we got there, yeah, how we got there essentially, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they definitely do take a lot of uh, notes and uh, various other things from the older movies. And... So so um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes is a mix of Escape and Conquest of Planet of the Apes. I just had to like make sure I was right. Uh-huh. So like. I'll let you finish it before you can before I get. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's um no, I mean yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, it, it those that that series of Planet of the Apes films definitely, I feel like um, like they use nostalgia and stuff for a bit for like I think the first movie and I think by the third movie it 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 is kind of its own thing mm-hmm. for 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 its own like it it stands on its own like you could just like. Uh, which I think is interesting, you know. Yeah, it's like it, it's a part of the universe. It's not, it's you know, its own little thing. And and don't get me wrong, I think the the interest in in the Planet of the Apes movies was always there. Heck, Tim Burton made his own uh, Planet of the Apes movies, and it was just like, I mean, those were just a straight up remake of the first one, mm-hmm. without really doing much of the with those movies, really. Yeah, and it definitely focused more on like trying to out twist the first one. Yeah, which uh, boy, that's just oh god, talk about nostalgia. Remember that ending for that Tim Burton's one? Where... I mean, yeah, like like I said, it, like it 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 wanted to outdo the original ending of the first Planet Apes movie, which spoil. I, I don't I, go I, go for it. I'm not gonna spoiler. I guess for a movie that came out in the '60s, if you haven't seen it, I mean, you probably know what it is even if you haven't seen it it's straight up just it turns out the planet of the apes because you know it's a bunch of astronauts that go crash land on a planet ruled by apes or whatever mm-hmm. and it turns out end of the movie they it was earth all along it's a f- destroyed statue of liberty and charles de is like you maniacs you blew it up damn you, you. 
God damn you all to hell. Yeah, and uh, Tim Burton's remake wanted to, I guess, outdo the original, and it's, uh, once again, uh, I mean, it's a spoiler for a movie that came out in 2001, but I mean, eh, eh, I don't think anyone's going to care to watch it. No. No. You, uh, you got the, 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 that trilogy over there, it's really good. Yeah, where, you know, it's Mark Wahlberg, he comes back to Earth, but it turns out it's still ruled by apes and the in the step in the Lincoln Memorial statue has an ape face on it and you're just like what and it's I think it's implied it was the guy it was the bad ape it was the bad ape from from earlier yeah it's like what (laughs) like what's uh... like the humans are gone it's all apes now apes drive cars which apparently in the original book they did But it's, 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 that was always the weird, like, it's like, that was nostalgia bait, but, like, trying to outdo the nostalgia. Yeah, 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 you know, it's, uh, it's just one of the, it's just super weird. It's super weird. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's more there just to, like, be, try to, like, yeah. It's, it's it's, also, there's a lot of, like, questions to be had. Like, wait, so how did, you know, apes rise and people word out, you know, how did the people become slaves, you know, wait, so this... The little monkey that they tend to be, you know, the test pilot, that's their Jesus, I guess. You you barely you barely remember that movie, do you? Yeah, I barely remember this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm looking at you like 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 dude, you know what I'm talking about, right? And you're like, No. Nah, I don't. No, Because no, no, I remember that movie well. Yeah. Planet of the Apes guy right here. <laughs> no, but like because in the original movie it's like it's pretty obvious, especially when Charles and Heston says you maniacs, you blew it up. God damn you, God damn you out of hell. And then it cuts to, you know, it's the Statue of Liberty. It's like, oh. It's like, it, it's, it was Earth all along. Well, not just that. It's like, oh, we blew it. Nuclear war. Yeah, this is a world after nuclear, uh, you know, uh, mutual destruction. Everything goes to shit. And uh, the apes take our place. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, that's cool. And here it's like. Okay, but wait though. <laughs> There's a lot of questions because it 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 feels like yeah yeah because of the in, implied ending it feels like it humanity has or rather the apes have taken the same course as humanity at a certain point, including all of history because, I mean to get to the Lincoln Memorial I mean there's a lot of you know various events that have to be similar right or less unless for some strange reason. The apes and humans decided. Apes decided that uh, you know making a a, a a statue or whatever similar to the Lincoln Memorial was just I don't know just somehow like I guess we're both unoriginal. <laughs> we have the same ideas. What's going on? What? See, if it was like an alternate universe, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. That's sure, whatever. Yeah. Then like this is like, oh wait, wait, hold up. But well, in the movies, it's more like the idea of like genetics and. You know, a lot of other stuff going around and like just, you know, the spread of disease mm-hmm. is what caused the end of humanity. While there's still some stragglers, you know, it's obvious that they're not going to survive because this disease is also what made human, the, the apes, more intelligent, more stronger, more all that stuff. Yeah. That's why, you know, throughout the movie, throughout the movies, you see them getting smarter and smarter. Being able to communicate. Yeah. So that's like, oh, this is really cool. And I think it's one of those things where, um, why, why I say like the use of nostalgia isn't a terrible thing. It's like, how can you, one, show it in a different light, but also, you know, expand on what has already been made. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether or not you choose to believe that it was nuclear warfare that caused the end of humanity or it was just a uh, rapidly spreading disease that killed all humanity mm-hmm. whichever one both seem plausible especially nowadays <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah those both of those are still very prevalent threats in uh human society you mm-hmm. know so although granted the uh apes rising to replace us uh eh, it's probably gonna take a couple million years yeah, i mean who knows how long that statue of liberty was there it's on an island but that's in, in the movie it's off in the in the, in the shore, coast of the shore yeah, it probably did take a while. Yeah, it did take a while. But, but like, okay, so let's, we're gonna, gonna have to, we, I knew we were gonna have to talk about this again. 
but the the use of nostalgia nowadays is still not as prevalent or like not as you know um bashing your head over it but it's more like it's there especially with returning you know films because like there's we we've been getting a lot of like continuation films recently um obviously the matrix is one bill and ted uh, i want to say there's another one but i just can't think of what's on my head space jam space jam yeah joe you hated that yeah because <laughs> yeah. like like those are the ones that are like unapologetic like yeah we're we're, we're using your nostalgia or sometimes or like we may or may not use nostalgia who knows but it's it's but when when you're like but you know using Space Jam for a quick second, as much as I found it to be a fun bad film, uh, I'm not gonna deny they use nostalgia like a motherfucker in so many ways more than in just Space Jam itself. I mean, the whole movie's just a corporate. Uh, sh- <laughs> it's just to say it, uh, you know, corporate. Uh shellacking i don't know i don't know what word to describe it but it's just it's just one it just feels like one big marketing tool just like hey look at all the shit warner brothers owns look very interesting we're warner brothers look at all the stuff we own we have casablanca which do they have it on hbo max i'm i i would only assume they would i it would just i don't know it just makes sense I, that's just so weird to me. I, that's just what they what they did in that movie. But I don't know. I'll never do. I, I'll do. never understand uh, Warner Brothers executives and their uh, whole uh, ethos of making films. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't either. Um, but even so, like, um, there's just so many movies that is it just that especially going on right now. Like I said, with, with especially with bigger companies like Warner Brothers and Disney, they are really want to use the nostalgia. Like, I think, I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw an article, I didn't get a chance to read it, but it's like they're going to do a live-action Snow White movie, but with a, but it's going to be gender-bent. Uh, I mean, who, 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 who's making this? Disney. Are the dwarves gender-bent <laughs> as well? Because I feel like that might lead in some interesting questions here. I don't know. Because if, if, the, if the dwarves aren't gender-bent, but Snow White is, then uh, 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 male Snow White is just going to be hanging out with a bunch of dude bro dwarves. It's going to be a, a freaking... It's going to be awesome, right? He's not going to... He's like... He's not going to care about anything. It's like, yeah, we're just a bunch of dudes mining in a mine. You know? Nothing creepy about this at all. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's way more creepier when it's an actual female Snow White with a bunch of dwarves. When you... Th- if you if you really wanna go yeah, that's down a, that's that route. if you really wanna go down that route yeah yeah which no one does I mean to be fair uh I mean Disney uh I don't know it's it definitely for like I don't know it's weird because uh I mean they remade Cinderella and they didn't uh and I think people found that movie to be pretty all right because they did at least some changes that made some sense i e uh make cinderella and the prince to meet more than once and actually have them develop a relationship before they get married and whatever mm-hmm. which is like you know f- fair enough that's a- that's actually a decent change good on you disney or uh Maleficent- yep, disney cast smell lead in live action snow white but has not he's not playing the prince so that's just the rumor it's it's rumor that uh that uh is he the huntsman Nope. Because that's the only male... Is he just... Is he one of the dwarves? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is he one of the... Is one of the dwarves going to be a hot dwarf? And then it's going to create a low triangle? Okay, so I misread. Um, He is a male lead, but he's not a prince. There is a princess and there is an evil queen. By the way, evil queen is Gagodo. There's going to be a certain population that would agree with that statement. And it's not the population you're thinking in your brain. It's a. Uh, I'm not gonna make a joke about it because uh, it might get a little political here. Okay, let's not do that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, that I don't know. It's interesting what Disney is willing, 
willing to do to try to like make different versions of stuff. If anything, I feel the sad thing about Disney with the live action remakes. It's like they have opportunities to take old animated films that either did not work or could actually or they this have could some, be done in live action. Yeah, done in live action and have some actual decent improvements, i.e. The Black Cauldron. Oh, holy shit, dude. That would be like an awesome, like, sort of a dark fantasy kind of movie. Or The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, my God. But I love that movie. Yeah, but, I mean, it has its issues. It does. Gargoyles, you know. Yeah, just take out the gargoyles and you're you're fine. And, you know, whiplash tones. (laughs) I mean, when Dude, imagine Atlantis live action, though. Yes, exactly. Atlantis live action. Treasure Planet live action. There's like so many interesting films you could do, but then it's like, let's just remake The Lion King, but with CGI animals that look photorealistic. And it's like, Disney, why do you do this? I know why you do this, but I ain't watching this. Trying to, trying to get my nostalgia, man. But yeah. I know. I know the game. No, I know the game, especially because they ruined Be Prepared and made it like some weird slam poetry session. It's like, what are you doing, Disney? That's like your villain song. You can't ruin your villain song like that. Get out of here, Disney. Get out of here. With Damn that me. nonsense. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. But, hey, but, but yeah, that's sort of the weird thing with nostalgia sometimes. It's sort of like, you know, for certain audience members, it's like if you're willing to play them a nostalgia and you're not going to mm-hmm. deliver on it, then I'm just gonna hate you. <laughs> or heck, like just you be like I said, nostalgia isn't terrible. No, it's not. No, because you remember like two two episodes ago we talked about, you know, Spider Man, and while we didn't go into spoiler on that one, we did mention it a little bit later on. They use nostalgia like a motherfucker in a great ass way. Like holy shit! Like hey, remember the Green Goblin? Remember Doc Ock? Remember Electro? And you know. um Sandman. Sandman and the lizard and how they all know they're from, like, it's uh, not only was it a celebration of the live action movies, but, like, it's done in a way where it's so good. Because, like, just the interactions between these older people who you know and remember from the past, but also, like, acknowledging it and having fun with it. Like, how many times have they cracked jokes about stuff from last movies with like heck osborne was like we said it before osborne you know i'm something of a scientist myself i'm like oh my god you know the meme and you know how funny that was that is now and not only that if you grew up with that first movie you're like ah kind of shit Mm -hmm. and obviously the best scene is and really using the use of nostalgia in the best way we talked about before the interaction between all three Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Because that was... Like... Not, not only is that like a great scene to have, but being... If you're someone who grew up watching all these Spider-Man movies and knowing how much those moments affected them and seeing these three characters kind of come together because of that, it's it's it was it's something kind of magical. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you want to add to that or something? I no no I think you sort of summed it up pretty well you know like mm-hmm. uh, you know nostalgia is more of a marketing tool mm-hmm. than like a filmmaking tool because you don't go into a film and being like I want to put some nostalgia in here right? mm-hmm. it, it it oftentimes yeah it's done for like uh, marketing purposes or like you know uh, trying to get a certain reaction out of an audience. Because, you know, that's just how nostalgia works, you know. Mm. It's just something that's inside our brains that we reminisce about stuff. And movies will sometimes, uh, certain uh, f- certain uh, films or whatever, will try to, like, tickle that fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know a better way of saying it, but yeah. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it can be used sparingly and well and, like, actually sort of make you truly yeah nostalgic 
other times uh it's a bit too blaint blaint uh, and over uh, the top and just you're just sort of like i know what you're trying to play at and it's not gonna work mm-hmm. right uh, and i guess if 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 a film is wanting to do something like that it has to like sort of balance itself out it can't just be nothing but nostalgia pandering and stuff like it has to like it has to be a rhyme and a reason for it. And, I mean, yeah, you sort of sum it up perfectly, at least with the No Way Home. Like, there's a rhyme and a reason for all the stuff they do with that movie. Uh, and then for certain things, like certain live-action Disney movies, you know, it's sort of like they just do it because they know it's going to make money. Mm-hmm. Heck, like, even um, we're going back to Matrix, but, like, that has some nostalgia moments throughout. And for us, it was very distracting and very annoying to an extent. And but you, some argue there's some deep meaning between the writing and sure that, like I said that's fine. Um, I'm glad people were to find it, but you know for us it was different. Um, part of it for us that made it not really like it was just the the use of nostalgia because it didn't feel right. And I don't know if that was what the intention was, but you know, it just it still didn't it still made me kind of sour. Mm-hmm. And but there's movies that can do it right, like we said. You know, Creed is one of the best examples of that. Um, Planet of the Apes, Spider-Man, and other things that know how to use nostalgia in a, in a real way. And we're, we know it's not going to stop. No, because it's a selling point trend. I mean, where, you know, like I said earlier, people were nostalgic for the 80s. I mean, Stranger Things, that hits 80s nostalgia super huge. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, now we're starting to get stuff for, like, 90s kids. I mean, look at how many freaking like, specials has Nickelodeon released in the last couple of years that are, like, targeting 90s nostalgia. They actually did that Halo Arnold movie. There was a Mo- Rocco's Modern Life special. There was? Yeah, there was. Holy shit, I missed that. Yeah, and obviously a new Rugrats show coming out on Paramount+. Plus. It's like... You know, like Nickel, like there's a there's like a huge sort of this big uh, stuff for the '90s kids coming in hot soon. Mm-hmm. All right, and we're just seeing like I hey, think the beginning of it. I know you don't watch Stranger Things. I don't. I don't blame you. It's not your cup of tea. No, it's not. But I do, and as much as the nostalgia is like really cool, there are times where like, okay, pull pull back on that nostalgia. It's getting really annoying now because. It was in this recent season that passed. Um, they literally had an argument about New Coke. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that happened in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Remember the 80s, guys? I mean, and I, I think to be fair, there probably was stuff like that for like older generations. Mm-hmm. Like People were probably nostalgic for the 50s back in whatever year mm-hmm. and so and forth. And, uh, and it's good. Yeah. It's going to keep on happening. Like mm-hmm. hell, probably in 20 years down the line, there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to be like, uh, nostalgic for the 2010s. And we're going to get a bunch of revivals of stuff that came out in the 2010s and stuff. And we're going to be like, was that a thing back in the day? Huh, I guess it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and even now it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't even matter if it was like more than 20 or 30 years ago, heck even 10 years ago. Remember all that Avatar stuff? That's coming back. I mean, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I think that's sort of just what Nickelodeon is doing as well. It's mm-hmm. just that they're looking at all the stuff they have, and it's like, people are nostalgic for this, therefore we must capitalize hey, and make when, money. When, when Avatar came out on Netflix, the level of nostalgia I saw people coming into, I was like, oh my god, how did we not know? I'm like, it was there, you guys didn't notice it, and now you're feeling more nostalgic about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the, the original series came out, what, 20, 2007, right? 2007. Yeah. I remember those days. We were, we were watching it. Yeah, I remember watching it. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's a trend that probably will never stop. It's probably a trend that's happened since probably the dawn of commercialization, mm-hmm. you know? Because uh, companies would like to market on, like, remember this? It's back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just that... I think it's just natural for someone who's been... Who, for a lot of people to go back and remember the good old days. It's just natural. 
Yeah, because you sort of like view the past and with rose tinted goggles. But sadly, sometimes like there's kind of dumb stuff in the past. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of something. I mean, I you know the uh, there's probably a lot of media that you remember seeing as a kid that's probably like bad, and you're like, wait, that was a thing? I don't remember that at all. Heck, if you want to be like honest, remember all the weird like uh fashion trends and all that shit i guess yeah like fashion trends they come and go and sometimes we'll be like hey remember parachute pants how dumb they were i mean yeah i guess that's a similar thing with movies too right yeah. like it was all westerns back in the days uh like in the 40s and 50s and 60s and stuff mm-hmm. but eventually that sort of died down and yeah sure we get a lot some western movies every now and again i mean there was that remake of Magnificent Seven, which was pretty all right, all things considered. Uh, but but yeah, it, it does seem like that's probably just gonna be like a thing that's gonna happen mm-hmm. uh, eventually, uh, you know. But like we'll probably see a lot of trends in terms of films die down or whatever. But I, uh, one trend that probably won't ever die down is just nostalgia, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day. That is just something... It, I guess it's pretty human to be nostalgic for stuff. Heck, you just reminded me of something. They're making a 90s show. That D- 90s show. Oh, right. Yeah, they are like a sequel to that 70s show. Yeah. It's called... You know, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure, you could argue that 70s show was kind of like being used for nostalgia for people that grew up in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, it came out like in the 90s. Yeah, so the time frame would make sense. Yeah, yeah. So that that is, it is an interesting thing to look at when you, all things considered. So, yeah. I mean, uh, anything else you want to talk about or? No, I think that's about it. I think we're done. Cause I got nothing else to like add on aside from the fact that you know, nostalgia in itself is not terrible. It just depends on how it's used. There's a there's a sort of a natural and like great way and like an emotional way to use it like we mentioned before and just some corporate ass way to do it and it makes it feel kind of hollowless and empty yeah and uh it's uh often the latter that gets the most attention because clearly you remember that one more because it's someone that's clearly trying to use your nostalgia Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not in a good way yeah. anyways guys that was the end of the episode I'm glad to talk more talk about this this whole thing it's one thing that I we knew we were going to have to talk about one day and I'm just glad we did Send, you know because it's going to be a thing it's going to be a thing in the next coming years and like just going to have to accept it and just hope that they that someone with some goddamn sense knows how to use it but anyways it's been me your boy Eli and Joy if you enjoy the show be sure to follow us on all social medias at Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at the Centurions, uh, we we're most active on our Instagram where we just reached 100 followers. Thank you, Lord. And yeah, if you on that Instagram, you can find a link tree to all the podcasts that we're officially part of, like podcast, like uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all that good stuff. And you will also find a link to our YouTube channel where you, all you audio listeners out there can finally put a face to the voice and see how we're doing. If you're on the YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Also, we have Patreons for you guys to support us anyway. It's really just there to, to for us to know that you guys support us in any form of way. Like I said, uh, it's fine. And yeah, it's been me. Like I said, Eli, enjoy. What's up? All right, guys. Have a good one. It's been your boy. Have a good one. Peace.